I'm Josh Sigmund, and I'm a mortgage lender. I'm also a geek for money, not just earning it and saving it, but literally everything about it. I love that money has rules. It has its truths. I love investment strategies, and I love making money work for us. For so many, money is emotional. For me, it's logical, like a puzzle. My passion is also helping others with their money. I love looking at people's finances, dissecting their puzzle, and rebuilding with strategy and purpose, and I'm really good at it. I'm making this podcast about my money strategies, not the things that are written in books or sold in programs. It's a podcast outlining the lessons I've learned and used for the past 15 years. These strategies help me and those who use them save more, give more, create wealth, and retire early. Let me teach you how to build your net worth. You ready? Welcome to Sigmund Sense. All right, Brittany, let's carry on our conversation about time management and organizing your life and things like that. Let's do. I really loved your last episode. We got to hear it twice now. And uh, I think there's a lot I can take away from it. So awesome stuff. But we carry on. We carry on. Carry on. And in the interest in time and time management, I thought that we'd keep to a 30 minute uh, I challenge you. Challenge accepted. All right, let's rock. No, I've got a note the time. Okay, I'm good. I can make this happen. So. What I wanted to focus on today is I always get these questions of, hey, do you have any time management tips, right? And it's like, well, yeah, I've got lots of them. Lots of them. Um, and so I try to narrow it down to 15 to 20 that we can rattle off because, um, again, remember the, the the concept I want to go back to is the the concept of your calendar is a reflection of your priorities, right? What Correct. does the story tell? Yep. I also want to go back to the goals as far as, you know, what you're trying to add and subtract from your calendar are adding more things that bring you joy, removing stuff that pisses you off, irritates you, or you shouldn't be doing in the first place. <laughs> right. uh, squeezing more of the good stuff in to get more juice to life and getting, yeah. you know, boxing out some of the stuff that we feel we should do, but we really shouldn't be doing. And and that's practice, but I felt like this is going to apply both at work and at home mm-hmm. as I go through these. But there's a few tactics I think that are are, are pretty easy to kind of give you a governor to work off of. So the first thing I think that you've got to do is if you if you listen to the first episode of this time management series, uh, there were some homework assignments around it. And the main homework was identify what your top priorities for the year are. What are your top priorities for the year? The reason why that's such an important concept is that is the creation of your filters by which you should say yes and say no to things. Mm-hmm. To me, it's that simple, right? Yeah, I love so that. I keep my top priorities every year uh, printed off on my desk in a frame so I know exactly what they are. Um, when people ask me, you know, I can literally go back. I know it might work for 17, for 18, for 19, for this year. Um, but See, you're kind of a freak too. Um, yeah, but I've got four <laughs> things I'm trying to keep track of, not 30, right? Like it for me, I'm a high D personality if you've ever taken this test. So I know how to prioritize very well, naturally without thinking about it. Yeah. And I just need to, what's the biggest thing to focus on and just yeah. do that. So for example, uh, I think my best year in review looking backwards was probably 2018 going into t- really 2019 as a result of 18 for me, because I knew on January 1 that there were only five, four priorities in my life. So coming off of a real weird business year, personal year, um, I knew that uh, number one thing that that uh, I wanted at that time was to be in the best shape of my life by my 40th birthday. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so I was going to be 40 in in you know 2019. 
Uh, the second most important thing was I was going to have a better year in business, one more deal, one more unit, one more dollar of volume than the previous year. Didn't need to grow substantially. Just want to not go backwards, want to go forwards, right? Uh, the third thing I want to do is prioritize my kids by uh, agreeing to be a coach for all three of them. Because uh, I wanted to not say I'm a family man. I wanted to show that I was a family man and the yeah. way to uh, in, get home on time without exception. The best way to do that is be the coach because you can't be late. You got to be there. You did so good at that. Right? You did so good. Um, so that was super important for me. Um, and uh, and the fourth thing I want to do was in, the, uh, in going to how I was doing these things, right? Being the best sheep of life for me was really easy. It was uh, no drinking for six months of that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually that was five months of that year. I was up to five months, but also working out with a personal trainer four days a week. Right. So I did that before work every single day. Uh, I wanted to, um, uh, grow my business. So the way I was going to do that is on my calendar, I need to call 10 people before the day started every single day. Right. I knew I want to be home by five o'clock. So I signed up for coaching by five o'clock every single day. And the last objective I had was to be in the right mind and mindset for 19 because I was in a foul mindset in 2018. So the way I was going to do that is by reading a book every single week. So before my day got started, I was reading a book. Okay. So you'll get some of these tips as we go through this, but because I was so clear about what my top four priorities were for the year, um, I made sure that those were on my calendar and three of the four were done first, right? My point though, is if you're really clear about what your filters are for this year, 21 in the future, when you're asked to do something, participate in something, you think about maybe I should add this to my calendar. The filter is, is that in line with your priorities? If it is, say yes, do it, add it to your calendar. If no, it's not a never, it's just a not a right now thing. That keeps you focused. That's rule number one. Rule number two for me is no white space. Really what white space is, is if you have an Outlook calendar, uh, which is what I use, if there's nothing in it, no planned event, it shows up as white. Right. Okay. So to me, I operate best squeezing everything in. You do. I just do. Like, it's really cool to watch too. When I'm back to back to back to back to back, I am far more effective. I'm right. far more present. I'm far more energetic. When I've got half my day filled up, I get irritable. It takes twice as long to do anything. I don't feel accomplished. It's just how I operate. So. Yeah. I know that's a difference for you, right? Like mm-hmm. you need a few moments. Just a few moments. Uh, to, 30 minutes between appointments right. to wind down, prep for the next. Prep it, clear the, you know, clear the text, clear the voicemails, breathe for a few minutes, yeah. just reset. To yeah. me, and also this is a good example of a difference of positions, right? Like. Very uh, true. So when you are leaving an appointment, quite often there's other things to do and follow up with that appointment. Exactly. That yeah. you will do. Right. So if you don't take the time to write it down and put out a plan by when you're going to do it, it doesn't right. get done. Doesn't get done. Yeah. And you've got to think about what you promised this person in the mm-hmm. last meeting for the next meeting. So you yeah. have to have the time to think about what you're going to do and say where you left totally. off. Right. Yeah. That's a big deal. For too. me, yeah. there's a book called, uh, we talked about this book. It's called um, your favorite author, actually, Energy Bus Guy. Oh, John Gordon. Not Energy Bus. <laughs> uh, Mr. Schmooze. Mr. Schmooze, sorry. Oh, yeah. Mr. Schmooze. So what he talks about is something that I started to live by about seven years ago, which is when I leave an appointment, before I do anything else for the next three minutes, have, you know, whoever I can delegate to, I do. Like You've actually done a really good job of that for much longer than seven years. One of the first right? yeah, one of the okay. first things I, I realized or noticed when working years ago. with you, <laughs> yeah, was 
Um, everything was buttoned up before the meeting ended. Yes. I, I remembered thinking like, there's no, um, there's no loose ends. And so I, I took that cue obviously. And I, and I really, really try to do as much as possible before. Um, but that's, yeah, I love that you said that. So maybe, maybe I read it 10 years ago. Yeah. It, it, like it was date. very obvious to me. I was like, that's really well, Super to nice. me, it's, and that's a great point that's not even on here. Like I've got 30 minutes to do whatever, including schedule the next meeting, including yeah. what are, uh, uh, repeating what I promised to you, mm-hmm. repeating to you what I heard you say. I right. make sure that I, I, I ground that because the last thing I want to do is spend time, energy and effort or my team time, energy and effort, do it going down the wrong bunny trail. Exactly. With r- different expectations of what you heard or what I thought I said, Right. Uh, so, so I love true. that you said that, but to me, I, I'm able to delegate. Some people are listening are children, like there's 18 year olds listening, right? right? So you don't have a secretary to delegate it to for sure. But, uh, but for me, as I've built a team over, over the years, mm-hmm. you know, now my company, one, you know, I'm part owner in, we have hundreds of employees. Sure. Yeah. There's somebody just... I can typically say, I need you to help me out with this. Absolutely. And in three minutes I'm done so I can go the next time. That's why I love having no white space. Right. Absolutely. Um, the third thing that I think is really important is, uh, in business, especially people that are on the road a little bit, salespeople, meeting people, that kind of stuff, creating geographic limitations to where you're willing to go. Oh, I love this. Um, for meetings, right? Yeah, so, this is huge. Yep. and maybe it's not even you're a salesperson. Uh, if you are, finding yourself commuting across the world and then meeting somebody for lunch 35 minutes away from the office. And then uh, the ball game for your kid is on the other side of town. Thinking through that in advance is just wise. Yeah. For me, because I'm able to better control my calendar than most, um, I won't travel more than about a mile in any direction during the workday. Yeah. Because I'm back to back. So <laughs> where I'll have a happy hour is a mile away. Where I have my healthy lunches is the same place where I work out, which is a mile away. Where I have my Starbucks is a <laughs> yeah, quarter mile so away. Yeah. Where the one hamburger joint I go to once a month is across the street, right? <laughs> like my pad thai is at this corner. But I revolve in a literally, the only reason it's a mile away is because it's a one-way street. So I have to make the whole loop to get back to my office. Otherwise, it'd be a quarter mile, quarter mile, quarter mile, quarter mile. I mean. Um, but I, I really think creating geographic limitations where you'll travel is important. Or at least thinking through where you live, where you work, and what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I drive past Lowe's on the way to and from home. So I'm not going to go on the weekend to Lowe's. I can catch that on the way so to or from smart. work. It's just like it makes sense yeah. to me. It's, it's linear. It's logical. Um, the next one that I put down is... Uh, especially when you're talking to people for appointments of any kind, scheduling appointments with maybe you are the customer, telling people how much time you have for them up front is not only fair, mm-hmm. it's not only professional, but it's courteous and it makes you feel better at the end. Meaning you might know that you have to get back to your son to make dinner in an hour. Mm-hmm. The person you're meeting with might think that know. they've got the rest of the evening. You're the last appointment because the first yeah. thing you said when you sat down was, hey, you're my last appointment of the night, which to me sounds like, cool, if I really like you, we're gonna be here till nine having drinks, right? Yeah. Saying, hey, listen, I'm really excited about this hour. Um, the next hour is all yours. You're my last appointment. So you got my full attention. You got the best me because uh, uh, tonight I can't wait. My uh, my kids are gonna be waiting for me. And so do me a favor. If you'd kick me out at this time, I'd really <laughs> appreciate awesome. that. That's awesome, yeah. That's a, now they know, hey, yeah, we want to chit chat and but we also need to get the need point get because the point, sure. your agenda needs to be covered. My agenda needs, needs to be covered. Yeah. And we are both clear about the time frame. Yes. So 
starting with like, I literally did that on this episode. If you go back and rewind this yeah, episode, I said, I bet you I can do this in 30, 30 minutes. minutes. Yeah. Right? I have started doing that when I'm setting appointments now. I always tell people I'm going to, I'm planning for an hour just so you know, is that, does that work for you? Yep. So that way they even know that far ahead so they can start to mentally prepare yep. too. And, um, and that way you don't feel like you're rushing somebody out at the end of an appointment totally. because they finally brought up one big question that they had the minute before That's the appointment's over, like tell yeah. me earlier. Yeah. Uh, and that also starts with, um, a lot of people are really eager and quick to get to their agenda. Mm-hmm. What I've gotten the habit of doing, especially in my appointments that I run mm-hmm. is I say, Hey, listen, I've got a, I'm excited about the next half hour with you. You know, i definitely want to cover your goals and outside of the obvious of covering payments and rates and fees and that kind of stuff. Is there anything that's really important for you to, for me to cover today? I love that. So I want to know so I can make sure I take care of what my client wants covered. Yeah. But it's not going to disrupt my overall flow of my day because yeah. I can control it better. Right. Yep. Um, if you have some sort of executive assistant uh, or access to it um, or maybe a teammate that can help with in this area, I think it's super important to have a gatekeeper long-term. If you're a business owner listening, I think this is more of, uh, of a statement geared towards them. I think A personalities uh, and A players in general are quick to take it on. Like I can do it. Shit, it takes me two seconds to go ahead and put a calendar event in my own calendar. Oh, I see what you're saying. Right? Yeah. But the reason why this becomes important long-term with very successful people which I aspire to be. I'm not yet. I aspire to be. You're doing is, great. You're, you're close. You're on your way. <laughs> is uh, I can dictate unemotionally to my secretary, to my executive uh, assistant, mm-hmm. in a moment of clarity, what my priorities are, who I'm willing to spend time with, mm-hmm. who I'd like to spend time with, but if I can squeeze them in, who I really don't want to spend time with, <laughs> and who I should say no to. Yeah. In a moment of clarity and, and things like sharing goals of, I want to work 40 hours a week, no more than that. Mm-hmm. And my and that. Katie cares about what I want because that's now her role is to sure. get me what I want, right? So if there's a gatekeeper, I might say, yeah, I can squeeze that in today, right? And she's like, no, you can't. And she's like, uh, no, uh, <laughs> you, you can talk to Josh tomorrow at two. Yeah. That's when you can talk to Josh. Whereas I might say, yeah, I can call on the way home. So having that gatekeeper prevents you from breaking your own rules. It really does. And but she, the, the other thing that's really great too that she does is she keeps she she thinks about those geographic whoops, constraints. Those, yeah. Um, and so again, when especially because you start breaking your own rules when you're feeling pressured in the moment yep. or you want to just hurry up and get the appointment done so you can move on to the next thing so you're yep. not late. And that's where bad decisions happen. Yep. And so if you give it to somebody that has time and space to make the right decisions. Yeah. Well, building out your calendar the right way tells you that you're already doing what you should be doing today in the moment because I thought about it in the moment of clarity strategically. Yep. So everyone's gonna try and screw up your calendar. So oh, having yeah. a gatekeeper helps you slow that down, mm-hmm. right? Um, sharing your calendar with writing privileges for those key people. You know, in the last episode we talked about your husband, your oldest daughter, mm-hmm. uh, my secretary. Um, you know, I, I think it's super important that they can do that uh, for a lot of reasons. It puts onus and ownership on other key people in your life. You yeah. know, what do you say? I, I think you said, if it's not in the calendar, it doesn't, it doesn't exist. exist. 
<laughs> I find that to be very true. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's so important to you that I be somewhere, do something or hit a honey do list for you, yeah. just put it on my calendar. Put it on my calendar. Don't make me guess what makes you happy, sweetheart, right. or a client or or employee or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like just doing the calendar, I'll for sure knock out a park because Absolutely. my answer always is, what are you doing today? Whatever's on my calendar. <laughs> Whatever's right? on my calendar. Um, so simple. The next two are more cerebral, but they're so good to work on. I think it's really important. You know, I, I, in the homework, I said, identify what makes you feel like you've achieved something, identify what it is that makes you feel successful. So whatever that is, like the real way to say this is identifying what it, it is to win the day, right? Mm-hmm. It's an emotional intelligence thing, in my opinion. Um, there's a lot of things that I need to do that don't make me feel like I won. But we already established for me, for example, four top priorities. Yeah. So if I move the needle with any of those four things or all of those four things or most of those four things, regardless of all the other stuff that happened, did I win the day? For me, I did. Yeah. Right? So maybe right now you're working on losing weight. Did you work out? Yes or no? Maybe uh, you're working on uh, increasing sales volume. Did you make calls? Yes or no? Uh, Maybe you're working on your spiritual journey. Did you read the Quran or the Bible or the Torah? Like, are you working on that? So the reason why the, the things though I want you to think about in this area is these have to be things that you 100% own and control and no one can screw it up but you. No one can screw up me working out unless I choose to not wake up and go work out because it's on my calendar first thing. No one can screw up me uh, being in my spiritual time other than me choosing not to because it's yeah. before anyone else wakes up, right? So... If I'm winning three times for my day gets going, how do you think my attitude is? The I actually rest of the day? love that. I love right? that. But it's it's about winning the day. Yeah. Um, and getting the next one would be getting your wins first. I already said of those four priorities I was illustrating for 2019, mm-hmm. three of the four I would get done before the normal day started for anyone else. Right. The fourth yeah. one is just because kids have school, and then afterwards, then we can hook up. Right. But. Getting your wins done first. So uh, whatever you you think is the priority for your job, like mm-hmm. do those first. You know, one thing I was trying to explain to a group of, of realtors today actually was don't read your email or your text messages before 9 a.m. I mean. Here's why I think that's important. People are listening saying, well, that's not good customer service. Like bullshit. I right? mean. Ugh. Whatever it is that's most important to you, you get done first, get done by nine. There's nothing that's really going to melt down the world by nine o'clock. If you call me at 9.05, you're still going to be fine. Right? Yes. But the second you start reacting to other people's inquiries, other people's texts, other people's emails, this is family, this is business, this is everything. Boss, everything, this is everything. Everything. The second you start reacting, you're making your boss's priority your number one priority. You're making your uh your husband's priority your number one priority. Your neighbors, your neighbors' your priorities. Your, As I opposed mean, to just do what you need to do for you first. You can't take great care of other people without taking great care of you first. Yeah. And the number one complaint I hear of most parents, especially women, is I don't have time for me. I come last. Ooh, absolutely. Everyone else has is shopped for Christmas and they are, are dressed to the nines, <laughs> yes. but I haven't bought myself anything in months because yes. I take care of me last. Yes. Right? Yeah. So screw that. You got to fix that right away. Yeah, for sure. Okay? Um, the next tactic I wrote down is defining what a good day is. This is not about wins, right? But I tell a story a lot because it's, I think, child wisdom sometimes is the best wisdom. It's it like from be- the lips of God. It's beautiful. It's the innocent wisdom. Um, you know, I asked my kids on a, on a trip to Boston years ago, I said, Hey, you know, what was your favorite thing about the trip? And the one answer from my oldest daughter was, well, uh, I got to, uh, I got to learn something new, you know, um, 
You know, like it's one thing to uh, read in a textbook about where the Declaration of Independence was right. written and, and where Paul Revere lived. It's a totally different thing to stand where he lived and see where the Declaration of Independence was read for the first time in Boston. You know, learning that what made it like come to life for me, right? And my son said, oh man, you know, going to the Red Sox stadium, that experience was unbelievable. Like you and mom are really loud when you root for me, but hearing that stadium explode, <laughs> totally different experience. And of course, my youngest daughter, who was probably five at the time, she said, last night, and I was like, last night we were in the hotel room stuck because it was raining all night long. What are you talking about? She's like, it's my, my belly still hurts because we laughed all night long. It's my girl. And so to me, what makes it a good day, if I learn something new, if I experience something new, or if I laugh uncontrollably, regardless of everything else that happens in the life, it was yeah. a good day. Uh, but again, this is part of the mental game of staying uh, on pace long-term when it comes to managing your life and time and keeping that happiness advantage. That right? mental game. Um, another tactic I do is I ask my spouse every Monday at the beginning of the week what my honey-do list is for the week. I love that. I think it's super important. So my guess is in the beginning when you first started asking her, it was probably kind of hard to come up with stuff. My And then I'm guessing that over time, like getting more prepared and like thinking through like, oh yep. yeah, I can add that to my Monday list. Yep. Is that kind of what the evolution was? All I got to do this week, uh, I've got to buy my son a new baseball glove and I've got to practice with him three times because we got tryouts on Saturdays. Done. Happy. It's like, okay, no problem. That's um, awesome. But yeah, so you're right. Like at the beginning, she wouldn't think of anything. But what it's I hard. constantly yep. was frustrated about was I'd come home tired from a day of work, expecting to do my night with the kids and her only to get a new honey-do list slapped in my face <laughs> to be done immediately right now. <laughs> it's like, no, honey, I'll do that if you tell me That's next right. Monday, yeah. right? Uh, which doesn't go over well early, but like long term, right. it's good for everybody, right? <laughs> Communication. So I, I think that's super important to do. In that vein, shopping is stressful, right? We talked about in the last episode, yeah. don't buy food every day by Instacart. Ooh, it's no. bad time management. It's poor for your finances. Yes. Uh, I believe in shopping quarterly for the season. Like, you know what sports season, you know what you've got, you know, if you need to update your wardrobe for work for summer versus winter or yeah. fall or whatever, you know, you can do that at one go. Yeah. Um, for money, it's a big one. I see way too many Amazon packages showing up every single day at some households in times of the year, including mine. It's just ridiculous, right? The Amazon, and, I love you. Well, and it serves a purpose of saving you time to go shopping, but man, it, it say, how many hours you're shopping on your phone is still <sighs> costing you time. So to me, it's Instacart once a week for your, your lunches Groceries, and breakfast and yeah. dinners for the week. And shop once a quarter for the big stuff. And yes, you're going to have the one-offs. But it's not an everyday thing. I don't shop other than maybe once a quarter. For yeah. Real, right? Um, declutter is a big one for me. Declutter, declutter, declutter. Time management, organizational. It's about feeling. Yeah. Feeling like you're winning, feeling accomplished. Your day gets started faster when you're not trying to find your damn to-do list oh underneath the pile of shit on your desk. Right? <laughs> <laughs> if the only thing Basics. on your desk when you show up is the the to do list, you're gonna start the to do list. Basics. Basics. Your day. You're you're at home. Your weekend warrior project gets done faster if the hammer is where you left it because it was put back the last time you used it, yes. and you're not looking for half hour for a freaking hammer, right? So the declutter and organizing is time management at its best. It is. I've actually always admired your simplicity of like how little you like have with you at any time. 
It's <laughs> never carried a briefcase or a computer <laughs> or anything. Unless my unless my calendar says take computer take home. Your computer. I'm not planning on it, right? Oh my gosh, it's so funny. Um trying to keep on this 30 minute How time you for you. I'm doing good so far. Uh if you're an employer, I think that's super important, a team lead, a uh if you're even if you're in a uh, a group at your office place, having one-on-ones with each employee every quarter for bigger teams, every month for smaller teams, I think is yeah. really important. Um, that in it, like the amount of wasted time, energy, and effort within teams oh. because of people assuming that, you know, we always assume the worst, no matter what. If there's somebody's off a little bit, we automatically assume that they hate me, they're about to fire me, I did wrong. So what you didn't know is that their mom is just diagnosed with cancer because you didn't sit down to have a one-on-one conversation to get to yeah. know them better. Um, I think that stuff is so important uh, and it's often overlooked when we get busy, yeah. but that costs us in time, energy, and relationships long-term. So having that on the calendar is super important. Um, I do think that once a quarter, this will be a, a big hallelujah for everybody, you should remove stuff from your calendar. You have to have a calendar event once a quarter to remove things yeah. from your calendar. Yeah. We keep on adding stuff. Those of us that use calendars, we keep on adding the good thing that we heard, the good thing we learned, the thing we think is really important. But very few people like strategically remove stuff from the calendar yeah. to declutter, to free up time, to put more of the good stuff in. If I were to give a little asterisk here for everybody to listen to, the first job is to fill your calendar. The second job is to fill it with the right people. Third job is to fill it the right with the right things. Yeah. Right? So, you know, first thing is like, Take advantage of the whole 40-hour workday. Take advantage of the whole 80 hours of being awake. Like, what are you going to do with it? But then, are you doing it with the right people? If you don't like them, stop doing it with those people. Right. And then, are you doing the right things to move the needle towards what you claim to be your priorities in this life for this right. year, for this month, for this quarter, right? Um, so, removing stuff, I think, is super important. Um, leveraged events, I think, are really important for any type of person in sales, if you're listening to this. You can talk to one person for an hour. It turns out this day and age with media, with video conferencing, mm -hmm. with video texting, with uh, Zoom meetings, you can have the same one conversation with 100 people or 1,000 people or 10,000 people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you can do a video email to 10,000 past clients instead of have the one conversation. So yeah. when you say you're out of time and you can't talk, possibly talk to more people, Start thinking in terms of leveraging that time. Leverage it out. Absolutely. Um, I think that there's that that's a missed mark for a lot of people because they're afraid of there's a lot of medium. anxiety. There's a lot of anxiety that comes with leverage events of any kind, but also when you add in a technology yep. component, um so much anxiety comes yep. up for sure. Next text, uh, uh next one I think is super important is utilization of recurring events. My favorite. If it's something good to do this month, it's probably good to do next month. If it's something good this week, you should probably do it every week. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's something you should work out today, you should probably work out every day. You know, it's like real basic. Yeah. So don't schedule it and then have to rethink it. Schedule it over and over and over again. Recurring events in your calendar is a real yes. thing. Down to, and my mom and dad, my mom just started listening to this. Like she just found out first time. I what did she, she think? So far so good. She hasn't fired me yet. I mean, moms um, are like the best, right? right? My mom right. loves the show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's the best cheerleader. My, my point is that, uh, I love my mom and dad and I'd like to call think I'm going to call them every single day. And in my life and with my own kids and everything else, sometimes a couple of weeks go by and I don't yeah. reach out and that's that's not good. So I put recurring event, call mom and dad every Wednesday. Like Perfect. I'm driving home. It says call mom and dad. I'm going to call mom and dad. Not because they, they, that it says to, it's because I want to. And that, this reminded me 
Yeah. But that's really important. I need to do it. And enough times pass. I need to do it no matter what. Absolutely. Um, One day per week, I think you should do whatever brings you joy. It doesn't have to make sense. Okay. Let me say this a different way. Uh, I coach separate of being a business owner and in a loan officer, as you know. Like coach your kids? No, I coach professionally. Oh, professionally. Like the core training I've coached for years, over a decade. Yes. My industry professionals. Financially, it makes no sense. Time commitment, it makes no sense. I do it because I truly love it. Like it brings me so much joy to watch other people's businesses blossom. Right. Uh, I'll not stop doing that. And even though it takes up a big chunk of my week, because it brings me joy and it breaks up my week nicely, I'll always do it. And it makes those weeks, like some stressful weeks, better. Right. Um, so are you talking like, you know, find something to do that's in alignment with your business or are you ideally, talking like any sort of ideally, hobby? But or... Even a hobby. Like if you like golf, do it every week. I need if a hobby. You, that's what I decided right. to. If, if you like to read, read every day. But, but set times, set things aside that it doesn't have to make sense, but you love and brings you real joy. I think if I'm going to take a hip hop class. Do it. You like to dance. I know I that you like to dance. Um, because you used to be a cheerleader and dancer back in the day. Yeah. Right? I got to get my um, TikTok channel going. And in the interest of time, because I said <laughs> I keep it to 30. Uh, the last thing I would say that people fail to do quite often is actually calendar time off for the year. Calendar long weekends. Calendar date nights. Yeah. Calendar week breaks. Calendar Christmas. Calendar it up front. What I've found for me is that if I have stuff to look forward to in one quarter, I can go 90, day, 90 days really hard, really fast, really good. Yeah. knowing that I've got spring break on the horizon. I'm looking mm-hmm. for that trip with my kids. I can go 30 more days knowing I've got a three-day weekend for MLK Day or for President's Day know, or for Easter yeah. or for whatever. That's I've got a scheduled, we're going to go to Frederiksberg and just do a night on the town in Frederiksberg. I love that. I was going to say, like, like speaking financially, you know, don't feel like that has to be something that's huge and extravagant and spend tons no. of money. Like I'm talking like, Go camping. Say, go camping in your even in your backyard. Like I mean, the like make memories. Mm-hmm. Better said, right? Make memories as a family, no matter what you know how extravagant or simple it is. That's right. The reason I wanted to rattle through those in thirty minutes was simply because those are other concepts I want you to consider. Whether you're a novice, intermediate, or pretty advanced with your time management. There's things that you want to think about and some, you know, adding in bite size, some might not be realistic for you. You might not have a personal secretary or somebody to delegate yeah. to. I get that, but don't let it be a block, right? That is just understanding overall what's possible, right? There are people that have hundreds of businesses and still have the same number of work hours that you do. They're, I know, right? Like you have to remember there's a way that they're doing it and it's not by failing the calendar, right? For real. Uh, and so I'm wrapping up on that note. Where we're going to go from here is the last big piece of the puzzle of the next episode or two, which will be more about, okay, now we've got the concepts. Now we have the things to think about. I want to make sure that we're really clear about what are the building blocks within the calendar. Uh, Understanding green time and red time if you're in sales. Understanding management time versus leadership time, which are two different concepts if you're a business owner or sales leader, right? Uh, Understanding... Uh, family time versus quality time. Being on the couch for four hours is not the same as 30 minutes of shooting hoops. So I really want to focus in on those intricacies on the next episode. But I hope this was a good masterclass for you. That was a great list. I'm really, I love, I love all of those ideas. And I think, yeah, it's just a great list. Nice and solid and so much 
built into. And listen, if somebody's listening, they're like, man, you should have said this. Please do. Please do. Like, subscribe. Please Give comments. Do. Pop us an email. Where do we send emails? Sigmundsense at gmail.com. So tell us what you like, what you don't like, um, anything you want to hear us talk about. We love the ideas. Um, we love doing this. Thank you all so much for listening. Share with your friends, please. And uh, we'll see you next time. On Sigmundsense. See you. Bye.